Hey everyone. How's it going? Good. Welcome to episode 11 of Behind the Boots podcast. I am John. And I am Bobby. How are you, Bobby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be hosting. Yeah. Glad to be here. It's a, it's a good day. It is. It's a nice nice weather day. I got some shorts on. Nice. Today. Hop down on the Jeep. Mm-hmm. I almost uh, wore shorts today, too. You didn't. Um, I didn't, and I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so, according to shorts. you, my shorts are too long. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want any of you guys to get too excited when I walked in, so I had to keep it a little bit conservative. <laughs> well, I was also not, I was, I, that's why I chose not to wear shorts today, because I was like, well, I was like, live episode, like, how much can they see under this Well, desk? that's what I'm saying, like, the, will they be riding? Do you know like, how distracting it would shorts? be if yeah. I looked over to you and I just saw your ball sack hanging out of your shorts? I was going to say my white thighs, but yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not worried about the white thighs. Okay, perfect. I have sunglasses. Soft, white, milky white. <laughs> exactly. So behind the boots podcast, right? For those of you that are still listening after that, that, yeah. uh, that, that introduction. Uh, balls, huh? Off. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BT Boots Podcast. It's posted, boom, right here, and also in the episode description. What are we drinking tonight, Bobby? Uh, we're drinking a nice Belgian sour made by Rodenbach. Um, this is your first Belgian you've ever experienced. I've, I'm, we were talking about earlier, right? I've had a couple Belgians, n- not beers, though. Not beers, though, yeah. yeah. Right. So um, I'm a big fan of the Belgian beers. They do a really good sour. Um, it, it, it is good. It is. This is a um, this is an oak barrel aged. Like you were saying, it's got like a little bit of like, uh, not like a sweetness to it, but that that like tart that yeah. you get with the sours, but it also kind of tastes like a little like a Jameson hint. Which can, is like the can, oak. Yeah, I can taste the wood. Oak, right? yeah. I can taste the wood. Yeah, so if you haven't uh, you know, delved down the path of the Belgian beers, I, uh, I highly encourage our, our listeners uh, to do that. Yeah, and from what you were saying uh, earlier to me, offline, you've got pretty prestigious past. Yeah, so, well, Belgian, Belgian and their beer brewing experience, they, they've, uh, they have a lot of monasteries that brew beers and like a lot of abbeys that do it. And they have a lot of monk, a rich monk history of brewing beers. Um, I think it's funny cause like Germans who are sharing a border with the Belgians have inst- or instituted in the 1500s purity laws that says you can only put this in a beer to call it beer and that's it. And the Belgians are like, fuck that. We're throwing everything in this thing. <laughs> like, Maybe this will taste good. Let's brew it. Let's brew it. Drink it. I like their style. Yeah. I'll I tell you too. that. Good. Yeah, some of the be- world, most uh, famous world-class beers come from, from Belgium. A good one. Nice little tartness. I like it. I'm in. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Continue to enjoy it throughout this episode. Good. And good. probably driving home too. That's why I gave. Because that's the best that's time. That's why to I drink. gave you. That's why I gave you two. Um. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, rolling. We don't condone drinking and driving. No, we don't. Not in this okay. podcast. Nope. Or ever. Not just in the podcast, but ever. In, yeah. In general. So, Behind the Boots podcast, we're here, we're live, we're talking. Um, thanks to Nick, our producer, as always, mm. for, for hooking us up so we can do this. And um, if you know that, if you've, you've, you're listening now, I guarantee you've already listened to the other episodes, so you know what we're about. So, I'm just going to roll right. Yeah, episode that, 11 right? would be a weird spot to so just jump in, dude. Yeah, yeah. If, if, listen okay, to I'm the first stop 10. You, go back, yeah. come back. And you've listened to all those, and let's roll. You know what? We'll just wait here until you do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. Keep it going. Um, but I went back to something uh, that's an old standby to start my, my part of this off tonight, and that's uh, what's cooking, right? It's one of the most popular segments, I feel. had a lot of the engagements off of it right like, right because there's a lot of conversation because like we've said in the past it is a the only one of the only constants and one of the things that you can always look forward to food right food in the military um now i took a different spin on it this time i went back to the social media masses and mm-hmm. asked asked some questions um specifically what's the worst thing that you've ever gotten in a chow hall defect dining facility ca- be interesting. cafeteria or as my shipmate dusty dogs calls it a galley 
Um, what's the worst thing you, you've got, right? Yep. Um, some interesting answers. I also did some digging on on um, on the old interwebs too. Mm-hmm. But but number one, John, what do you think was one of the most common things that the military could fuck up when it comes to food? Uh, field chow. Okay, but yeah, but like specifically, specifically a type of food, right? Like any, any thoughts? Pretty much anything. Like, uh, the biggest <laughs> thing true, to me is you know, well, there's a lot of things, but being part Italian, it's spaghetti, ketchup. Okay, that was literally one of the things was someone mentioned in that they had brought a, a cook on board who who cooked like uh, overcooked penne noodles. It was sliced hot dogs and fucking ketchup, like mixed together. It was <laughs> like legit ketchup, like, or just legit, like they're like, calling like, it like ketchup. Like legit, like legit, okay. like legit ketchup. <laughs> and um, so that was that was one of them. Was, was it at least Heinz ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> no, it probably wasn't. Gross. Um, but so what's common that I found is, well, okay. So let me let me back up here for a sec. So one of the most common meals that is always the same in the military is breakfast. Right. Correct. You, there's very few things that they do for breakfast, and it's always the same things, right? You're always going to get some form of egg and yep. or egg loaf. Um, yes. There's always sausages. There's always... Sausages, patties. Yeah. Typically, though, we would get the, the like links. Little, little yeah, links. Little Yeah. And then half of links. them would be overcooked and burnt. The other half would still be white on the inside. Have that jelly shit yep. on the outside? Yep. Yeah. You're going to get some form of bacon. Usually, the deeper you dig into the metal tray, the, the, the softer the bacon is, or the more undercooked the bacon is. Um, and you're going to get some sort of bread item as well. Now, that may be a loaf of white bread. Most of the time, it's literally just a loaf, loaf of, white of white bread. bread. And, um, or some sort of like, uh, like, we had French toast sticks a couple times, which were good until they fucked them up and they were rock hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the most common thing... That's because they were using the same batch of (laughs) French toast over and over over again until they ran out. Yeah, it's not good when you have freezer-burned French toast (laughs) and then throw it in a deep fryer and then throw it on a plate. Yeah, no. Um, But the most common thing that people said were were fucked up all the time were eggs, right? And this is true because you can get that little greenish egg. um, You can get the undercooked powdered eggs. You can get get the overcooked powdered eggs. Um, Yeah. that's the worst, right? When they're like, when you can, it like it's like looking at a kitchen sponge, like you can see the pores inside. I know that with that face, yeah. you're just like you, you mentally went went back to. Yeah, that. it's like I'm eating SpongeBob and his family. Yeah, it's true, um, pants and all. But the the eggs were always the one thing that like you're like, all right, you can't fuck up eggs, and it's oh, commonly the one thing they eggs. fuck up, right? Yeah. Um, some of the other comments were uh, grits. So, are you familiar with grits? Yes. I still don't fully understand what the fuck grits are, but I've had them in the past, and every time they're disgusting. It's corn, but uh, I actually grew up with grits uh, from a mom from the South, yep. but uh, the Army... Well, because or... the only time I've had them was in the, in the military, in the military yeah. so... And I, they tend I, to fuck them up. Exactly, and I can't... <laughs> so that... I, no offense to your mom's cooking, <laughs> so I can't, I can't tell you what good grits taste like. Uh, the only time... Every time I saw grits... I thought of uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. What is <laughs> a grit? <laughs> I guess I'll have the breakfast then. Uh, yeah. So grits. Grits is a common one that most people from the north were like, this is disgusting. And it's typically every military base is in the south, at least in the army every and Marine Corps. Every base is in the south, and there's always grits because it's a staple in, in, the, in the south for breakfast. Um, one of the comments that made me laugh out loud last night while I was doing this was one of my friends <laughs> wrote in that uh, everyone was enjoying drinking the iced tea, but then everybody was getting bubble guts, and they looked over and saw that the uh, third country national, who we've already talked about, was <laughs> stirring the sugar with his arm uh, in, in, in the container. Uh, left arm or right arm? <laughs> I, I leave that to the, to the, to the wanderer, the, guess, the guesser out there. But, um what do you think uh, the most common fucked up meat was in the military? All right, first of all, before I answer this, I'm just really impressed that you're not even using notes right now. You're no. going fully off off the mm-hmm. noggin right now, which is impressive. Um, 
But I would say, based on my own experiences, chicken. And you would be 100% correct. Do you know how many times I've gotten raw chicken? Mm-hmm. Which, is, to me? which is not good for you. No, it's not. <laughs> I like my chicken medium rare. Yeah. <laughs> I usually like my little pink on the inside, <laughs> yeah, little char on the outside. Yeah, a little chewy. Um, so, yeah, chicken is, is now... The reason I think chicken was the most common fucked up meat is because also it's the most common served meat because it's also it's the so cheapest, cheap. yeah. right? You can get literal fuck tons of chicken for like a dollar seventy-five. Yeah. But I always find that you can get undercooked, perfectly cooked, and overcooked chicken in the military in the same, in the same batch. batch in the same, in the same, batch. In the same so bin. You can get all it's of so that, crazy. and it's it is exactly like, and. Um, if you had to describe military chicken flavor, what what would you what would you how could you equate that? Like what they season it with, or because it's because it's, it's usually not exactly. Oh man, I I don't know. It doesn't really even taste like anything. Really, it's just mostly just fake smokiness, or like like a fake char. It, because they don't cook it on an actual grill. No, there's no flavor. Yeah, it's it, com- fucking, it comes with it's the like chicken flavor. It comes with the <laughs> grill marks. marks. Yeah, and then they put it in an oven, and it comes out. I'm still raw. Serve it. Which is which also led me to the conclusion that this is the reason why almost every military member, past, present, and future, um, has IBS. Obs- well, has IBS, <laughs> but is obsessed with hot sauce. When you fuck up eggs, Petey's. you meet yeah, the old Pete's. What's the other one? Cholula. 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 Pete's. Um, I was the. I'm a Crystal fan. Meth. Crystal hot sauce. Not oh, okay. meth. Not meth. Never did. Not I've bad. never had Crystal hot sauce. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then was that back Tabasco. in the '90s. Yeah. Get anymore? They don't. It's actually good. It's Louisiana. It's 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 the. But there's Tabasco sauce, which is everyone knows, right? Louisiana hot sauce. Yep. But then Crystal is like. The people in Louisiana use that hot sauce. Oh, so it's like it. Yeah, at least I. So, think so. Tabasco went mainstream. Louisiana is like good well, Tabasco is like here. the Corona of hot sauces. Like, they it's don't, just everywhere. They, no, they don't drink it in Mexico. <laughs> they, oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, I thought you meant like coronavirus. Oh no no no, not the Rona. No, <laughs> it's, no, like, no. it's just all over the place. And well, no, it, nobody it wants it. I mean, it technically is. It is all over the place it in really military is, yeah. installations. Um, but that's why hot sauce is so prevalent in the military in dining facilities because. Everything fucking tastes like shit. You yeah. gotta dump some hot sauce on it. Um, do you, now, converse to that, right? Like, the best meal that most people have said is a chicken or a chicken form. Are hmm. you familiar with the hamster or the chicken cordon bleu? Oh. Right. This came across, I found this in my research. Um, and it made me remember that that was it's the preformed um, yes yes amazingness right they they you, you can buy them at any grocery store still I know I know but they just don't taste the they don't t- it's not the same you need you need the ex con to cook it that's why <laughs> it's true you can't just go cook it yourself you well, don't know how to do it right well what I found was this was common on a lot of people's comments on on online about the the worst meal but then the best thing they had in the chow hall was was uh hamsters what they look like when they're (laughs) hamsters so the very first comment on my social media post about this anything but chicken cordon bleu aka hamsters was the worst thing they had yeah was anything but and then multiple different service branches were commenting on that so the hamster is the piece of chicken that brings them all together it's the one ring that binds them all so this whole time, I've been thinking that it was just, you know, sense of service or brotherhood or sisterhood that brings us all together, but it's the hamster. Hamster. Wow. It's the chicken cordon bleu. But, again, you have to add fucking hot sauce on it because it's, it's the only, only, <laughs> only thing that you can do. But do you find it funny, though, that, like, literally you'd get breakfast meals and a loaf of white bread? It's so, it's <laughs> so like, odd, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, do I get butter? No. Nope. Services do. Coast Guard doesn't. Watch out for the shit in the butter, though. Yeah, watch out for that. Watch out for the turds. <laughs> yeah. So there is a there is a lot of a lot of similarities on what people were talking about were the worst things in the chow halls. 
Uh, I will have to say that there was quite a few comments from different branches about one specific chow hall in the U.S. military, and that was um, the dining facility or the galley at uh, Naval Air Station Pensacola. Okay. Um, there were some Coast Guardsmen, some Navy Pierce personnel, um, some Air Force personnel. They're called seamen. <laughs> it's true. That all commented about a supposed pie carousel at the Naval Air Station Pensacola uh, dining facility. So it's just a wheel of pies? A wheel of pies. Specifically, I've heard the, the pecan pie was delicious. Um, mm -hmm. Dusty Dogs has mentioned that a couple times, so it must be good. Guy loves to eat. He looks like he eats a lot of pecan pie. <laughs> I love you, Dusty. But, but a carousel of pie. Like That is that's something. That's something to I would like to behold that. So if yeah. if we I'm gonna do some digging to see if I can find it. Someone has to have a picture. Go on a trip? Of road the, trip? Let's go, road trip. I'm behind the boots road trip. Yep. But uh um so um I would like you to write in Me? to this, not you, okay. our listeners. The booties. Oh, yeah. That's What's the up, AK booties? Right now, that's the booties until this episode officially drops or airs. You have to, till then, to change that. So I know that's you're not true. listening right now, but when you hear this, you will probably be called the booties from, from now yeah. on out. Unless you stop so, us. So, Booty Nation out there, um, I would like you to write in, okay, on our Wilco Media page where you can find where it says right shit here. Please tell us what your worst or your most favorite experience was in a chow hall so that we can do some mail call stories about food. Or we can just make it into a segment, a Correct. what's cooking segment. Which is what we're doing right now. Yeah. So, uh, it's like Inception. I know. <laughs> Chicken. Yeah, um, so that that is true. Because food is... One of the things that everything revolves around, but I feel like it's also one of the things that's complained about. Yes, it is, because that's like, like you said, it's the constant, right? Yeah. You 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 know you're going to eat, you just don't know when. Yeah. And it's what you can look forward to the most. That loaf of white bread. Yeah. <laughs> or you, they fuck up and give you the loaf of wheat bread. Yeah. Like no one likes shit. I mean, I like a good wheat loaf. I do. It's better for you. Yeah, but not the stuff that they're serving you. That's fair. Honestly, though, shout out to all the cooks in the military. What a thankless job. Seriously. What a shitty thankless job. Seriously. Before anyone cooking. But it, and they're not even, like, cooking food that they would want to cook. It's food that no. they're told that they have yeah, to cook like in a certain manner. This is the manner. meal. This is the menu yeah. today. Fucking cook it. Yep. Yeah. Not to the ex-cons, though. Not shout out to them. They were never very nice to me. Uh, but the real cooks that enlist to be mm -hmm. cooks. Uh, thank you guys for what you do. So, you know where I had some of the best food when I was in? Prison? No, not in prison. Oh. It's good, still pretty good. Three squares a day is not bad. Mm -hmm. But overseas, I had a Over lot there. of good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to uh, my segment, No Shit There I Was. I'm coming from the north, from the south, you don't even know, I'm just like exploding in the action. Where? There. We were there. <laughs> just over there. Yeah, we were there. Somewhere. <laughs> Alright. Uh, first story. I want, I, I want you to tell me within the first sentence if you know what branch this is. I'm stuck in a joint U.S. Marine and Afghan National Army shithole out, outpost in Afghanistan. A uh, Marine? Yeah. You know how I know? They said it in the first... Because they immediately yeah, said they, it. Guys, I'm a Marine. Uh, and the security in this place is awful. The Afghans really don't seem to care about the constant threat of vehicles with explosives blowing up around us. Hmm. So we, the Marines, just... <laughs> I love how he does... Yeah, we know, buddy. Relax. We're... Highly aware. Yeah. And you know, you want to know how else I knew this guy was Marine? He could have not said Marine the whole time. Do you know how many grammatic errors and things I had to fix in this story to make it make sense? <laughs> to be able to read it fluently? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was unreal. It's probably not even the same story anymore. 
um, with all the changes I have to make. Anyways, so we the Marines decide to be proactive and make a really nice machine gun nest to stop any vehicles trying to ram into our position. The shitty part of, about this matter, no pun intended, is the only place we can put this machine gun nest is right where the Afghans have their outhouse. So they demand we move their outhouse in order to build our machine gun nest. I get tasked with the job of going underneath the outhouse in the shit storage hole and rigging up the lines so we can lift the whole thing up in the air with a forklift. Ever heard of a stick? <laughs> Apparently not. They're not allowed to have like, okay. work with tools. Okay. Uh, the private is their tool. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> After three hours of being waist-deep in Afghan shit, I finally get it rigged up. What kind of intricate rigging is he doing where it takes three hours to get it rigged up? Seriously? Yeah. I would just ram the forklift uh, forks Tines. right right yeah, into yeah. it <laughs> and then lift it up. It's not my shit or I don't give a damn. They stand up anyways. Um, as soon as it's about five feet off the ground, the whole thing collapses into the shithole. And I have to go into the shit and dig all the pieces out, clean them off, and put it back together. Shitty part is... Five months later, we moved positions, and the Taliban overtook the whole place and burned the shitter down. Uh, wow. Okay, yeah. I'm just... Listen, Marines, Yeah. for the next 30 seconds... Well, this won't offend you, because you won't probably get it, but... Um, just kidding. No, but seriously, like... No, but seriously. Let's think about this here. Like... I have to go back to what John said. What what the fuck intricate? Like, are we are we are we setting a sail? Like, yeah. what what, what rigging? kind of rigging? You're using a forklift. Yeah. Like, what? Wh I think I just went through puberty when I said forklift. <laughs> That's the beer. Um, <laughs> but this is, dude. Like, and why are you? Uh, why didn't you just build them a new shitter, and then demolish the old one? And why would you? So their machine gun nest has to be on top of the shitter because it's their shitter was the clear line of sight to the front gate. Like yeah, that. is their shitter at the gate? Like <laughs> they're shitting outside the gate. Yeah, like so much. I, I oh man. But these are the types of things that they have to face over there, mm -hmm. and uh, I feel for him. He's probably got all kinds of gross diseases from. Oh, he can't hanging like, out and. He has to live at the VA now. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. Just quarantine for the rest of his life. And do you think he took, like, his uniform off before he went? Just in his skivvies? Yeah, because, like, I don't want that I'd put Mop uniform. 4 on. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Something. Yeah, or make the Afghan do it. Yeah. Hey, bud. Yeah. It's your shit. That's true. Literally. That's true. Figuratively, it's your shitter. Yeah, they literally burn tires for warmth. Like, I'm, I'm sure jumping in shit's probably not the worst thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Again, this <laughs> is a Tuesday. It's just a regular Tuesday. Oh, you want me to jump in my own shit? Okay. Tuesday. Um, <laughs> that's what they do, yeah. Every time they walk. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. It's like the... Um, They're very happy people. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> very much like the... Um, the uh, the lollipop guilt. Mm. <laughs> All the yes. Yeah. They always walk around uh, in step and in song. Uh-huh. They do. It's true. Um yeah, wow. That's that's a that's a shitty situation. I think this might be one of the first stories I've read that you're kind of speechless. Yeah, cuz it's I can I so I can imagine this happening yeah. and as a squad leader like staring at this being like there has to be a better why way. Why are you doing that? I can also imagine myself being get under their private and rig that up. But again, just a stick push the push the rope through. Eh. He had to have been the least liked person there. Or he was like, I got this. Give me that shit. I'll do this. Yeah, trying to, trying to act. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I could oh. smell it when I was reading that story for yeah. the first time. I smelled it. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, please do. Okay. Let's, let's get something else in my <sighs> cranium. I mean, this isn't really going to cleanse it, but here we go. <laughs> My friend has guard duty through the night and ends up deciding to take a break in the port john and beat off. Different, different shitter. As is tradition. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic all in itself is the 135 degree beat off sessions in the port johns We call those sauna sessions. Yeah, we call those uh, Wednesdays. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two in the morning. Uh, so it's like a crisp 110 in there. 
As he is stepping into the porta john, he sees a dispenser of hand sanitizer and thinks it might be a good idea to use hand sanitizer to loop up his junk as he beats off. <laughs> listen, listen. Go we on. didn't say we had the best and the brightest. <laughs> okay. If your recruiter told you that, he's a goddamn liar. Well, as bad as an idea as that is, because of friction, it's even worse because he has an allergic reaction. He comes running out to another buddy of mine and chases him with his pants down until my buddy will look at his dick. <laughs> it's swollen and red and looks really bad. They go wake up the corpsman, who is pissed because he thinks it's just another Marine trying to get him to look at his dick. <laughs> which, which, if, if, you're, if you're a medic in any branch, that has to be one of, one of the things that you hate the most. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, hey Doc. Check this out. And Doc, does this look normal? How many dicks have medics looked at? All of them. It has, to, it has to be an egregious number of dicks that they've looked yeah, at. Any docs out there, write in and tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we have any docs out there, how many dicks have you seen? Unsolicited. Or solicited. Whatever you like. Uh, but he eventually realizes it's really bad. Then the doc freaks out, wakes up some officers, and ends up rubbing ointment all over his dick and balls. My friend ended up okay, but he was so scared that night. <laughs> That's another thing, too. That's a dedicated corpsman. Because I would have gave the guy the ointment. I'm like, here, you hey, can bro. rub this on yourself. Take care of this. Yeah. Get it uh, up underneath. Yep. Underneath. Got it. I mean, if it was, if it swelled up, I wonder if it stayed that size. That'd be nice, huh? Yeah, but again, it might look like one of the hamsters. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 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 Except a different color. Yeah, bright red. Red and purple. Mm -hmm. It's so veiny. Anyways. So, any, uh... <laughs> where do we go from here? I don't know. What, uh... I don't know. Yeah, that's... Well, okay. I think we've talked about this before. Um, the... It's it, weird that we've talked about this before. Not specifically masturbating with hand sanitizer. Yeah. However, comma, um, masturbating with hand sanitizer. But the idiocy that Joe does on every single level, right? Like, it's an alcohol-based product. Yeah. It burns when it gets into cuts. Yeah. It burns in your, it technically, I mean, it burns in your hands when you're, like, cleaning your hands with it still. Like, it, it's fucking alcohol. And not the good kind. No. So nothing should go on those parts yeah. from a dispenser that you find in a fucking porta john. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Yeah. So listen, public service announcement. Yeah. If you're deploying anywhere where it's 120 degrees, don't I mean, use the hand sanitizer as lubrication. I guess you could just say that. All, all the time. Hand sanitizer is everywhere nowadays. This is true. Don't use it to masturbate. This is true. Yeah. It's sad that we have to say that. That's yeah. what. Yeah, go find yourself a loose lady. <laughs> you know? Okay. Whatever. Fair enough. Go yeah. to Backpage. Yeah. Is that thing, is that still a thing? No. Doesn't exist anymore? No. No. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> I don't think that was Obama. I don't know. That's just the thing that kids say nowadays. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, I think we should just move on. Why? There's so much more to talk about. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on this. Yeah. Um, wow. I, your they sounded, when I read them to myself, <laughs> it sounded like a good idea. I, I, but now that I'm saying, now that I read them out loud... Kind of wish I didn't. Okay. But it's another one of those stories where I'm glad I'm not the only one who has the images in my head now. Yeah. I'm just going back to a Marine waist deep in shit trying to move. Uh, and that's also one of the most, that's also one of the most Ugh. Marine things ever. Like, we had to build a machine gun nest. <laughs> only place was in the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a hole. Get that fucking it, gun They, out, they shit into a hole. I know. What were, what were they going to do with the shit after they moved the shitter? That's what I was I, I was thinking. Like you're going to have to cover it, and like you're never going to be. It's always going to gonna smell. Yeah, and you're going to be living over the top of it. Yeah, like in a you know position that there has to be a better way. Yeah, well they'll they'll figure it out. They didn't. Um, they didn't. Clearly they didn't. Clearly they didn't. 
All right. Question for you, John. Yeah. When you think of the word or you hear the word camouflage, yeah. what uniform comes to mind? Unfortunately, digital camo. Okay. Because you were... It, because that was the majority of my time. Like okay. I, I had, I was, I was bookended by BDUs and uh, multicam, mm -hmm. but most of my time was um, the digital camouflage, mm. which is such an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a horrible thing. Um, so I want to talk about the military's ability to fuck up good things. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a pastime. Right? right? Um, specifically when it comes to uh, the uniform. Yeah. Okay? Um, so I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, what we were going to do, and I was like, let's talk about some uniform problems, right? And specifically, what, what's the most useless piece of, of military uniform that you're, you're forced to wear? And it just led me down this rabbit hole of all these fucking things. And you know, I, I can, like, from my own experiences, I could say, like, you know, originally when I first joined, the fucking BDU belt was the dumbest thing ever. It was a cotton black belt with a metal buckle that you had to slide and then cut the excess off. Like, mm. it was one, it was fucking 300 well, inches that's, long. That's like, that was like the class A belt, too, because you had to slide it and yeah, then cut and it. and cut it to your length, right? Yeah. It was the same thing. Was so when you BDU inevitably belt. gain weight... Throughout your years yeah. of service, because of uh, drinking and other bad habits, or lifting. Yeah. I mean, it's probably drinking and other okay. bad habits. Yeah. You have uh, to buy a new one. You have to buy a new belt. Yeah. yeah. Or you get that stupid stretchy one, and then all of a sudden it like pops off because <laughs> it's stretched too far, and it pops off. The it's just trying to hold on by yeah. a thread. It's, it's like, like it can't do it anymore. But so like I was like, these are stupid, right? But then I was like looking, and I found the way that the military fucked up the camouflage uniform from its inception. So um, up until like the 60s, the U.S. military wore like a one color uniform. It was mm -hmm. green. Yeah. Like since we started actually wearing earth tones, you know, after the Civil War or whatever, like it's not good to wear a bright color out in the battlefield. So We're also not just standing in the middle of a field <laughs> shooting at each other <laughs> 20 yards That's away. That's what I'm proposing. We need to go back to those All times. Right. It would change people's ability to want Easy to go to Easy to say war. now when yeah. you're not in anymore. But... Uh, so, the BDU uniform was invented, right? The battle dress uniform was invented in the 70s to bring, like, a camouflage pattern to fight in Europe with. It was, like, a NATO standard camo. Like, all the European armies had the yeah. same variant. So, the United States Army adopted it, and it was supposed to be a wash-and-wear uniform. Do you think that happened? No. <laughs> no. No, uh, you had to have your uniforms for the field and okay. your pressed uniforms. Yeah. Okay, which is fucking stupid, right? So, so this is what I'm going to talk about. I call this dress, <laughs> dress for success. And five ways the U.S. military fucked up the BDU uniform. <laughs> That's like uh, when you're a kid and you get new clothes that you're supposed to go play outside and your mom goes, if you get those fucking dirty, I swear to God. Exactly. Like, what else am I supposed yeah. to do? Okay, I'll not wear them. Yeah. So um, the Army has dress uniforms. And I, I, I'm going to say the Army because my experience with the B... I, I did wear the BDUs in the Air Force for a little bit. Mm. I left the Army when they had just transitioned to... I left the Army in 06 and they had just transitioned fully. To, to, the, to the OCPs, right? So yeah. like my last deployment... Actually, they weren't even fully transitioned Not the yet. OCPs, but the... Uh, the, the, the UCPs. The, the UCPs, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they hadn't even fully transitioned yet. So like I was in Afghanistan, we had DCUs. Like... We wore I wore BDUs my entire career, and then I wore DCUs deployed. And then Which there is way better camouflage for it. For a desert? Yeah. yeah. It, you, desert camouflage? It's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, guys that replaced us had the UCPs on, the fucking digis. Yeah. We're like, what is that thing? That's gross. Yeah, that's stupid. So I left. So then the Air Force still had BDUs. But then I did experience my time in the uh, Air Force wearing the digital the tiger, tiger stripes. stripes. Oh, those are way worse. <sighs> so, again, With luckily, the green boots? Yep. God, you guys look so dumb. Yep. Luckily, though, I was in a, a job in the Air Force that had uh, field combat uniforms, and we wore multicams. <laughs> I was just going to say, you just had casual Monday through Friday? <laughs> well, we did. No, I t we talked about that. Casual Monday was fucking dress uniform, which is part of this, right? The Army, and, and I'm going to say the Army. I had to clarify this, right, because it's my, multi my experience with some of this stuff. But the dress uniform exists 
for a reason to be nice in a uniform and pay attention to stuff like ironing and fucking ribbons and spit shining, all that stuff. That's yeah, what the dress uniform is for. the time you have to look nice. Yeah. Correct. Special occasions. A duty uniform or should Mondays. be... Or Mondays. Yeah, a duty uniform should be fucking wash and wear and, and let it serve its purpose. Yeah, because so, it's called duty. Exactly. Which is another word for shit. Yeah, exactly. A shit uniform. Yeah. So, um, five ways the U.S. military fucked up the BDU since its inception in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I remember some of these from my dad's time when I was a kid and him wearing BDUs. Number one, intense levels of starch. Oh, yeah. And when I say intense levels, I'm saying that your fucking uniform will stand up on its own. It should be illegal, the amount of starch that... that It is not... I, I think, you know the fact, like, you can't call, like... Kentucky Fried Chicken, it can't be called chicken, it has to be called KFC, like, because it's not technically chicken, because we don't know where it's from. Like, it's the same thing. You cannot call this cloth, because it is no longer no. breathable. It, will, it can't get wet. It's going to fucking sheen off water. Like, <laughs> I think a pair of starch BDUs could survive on the outside of a space shuttle coming in to fucking reentry, like, through the, <laughs> like, through the fire. Like, it's that fucking weird of a material. Hey, NASA. Yeah, you guys Let's, should look at this stuff. Yeah. So, and and I was thinking about, I have uniforms still that are in my fucking attic that were starched, that are still that is, fucking starched. They're still just hanging out up there. Bro. And you would get those, you would turn them in, right? So I, I, was, I was a cheap private. I would buy the, the, the cans, spray cans of heavy stay flow, mm-hmm. right? And my own, my own iron. And I would have to iron it and starch it every night and do all this shit. You, the people that would drop them off to get all the shit, like pressed and heavy starched the fucking button imprints like the shiny white button imprints yep. on the outside of the beta uniform yeah terrible right so the creases that were, were formed by these things mm-hmm. do they serve any fucking purpose no because probably some sergeant major one time thought it looked good mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it was it's like that story uh, that little joke story that we had last week where the, they were guarding the bench just because just because just because just it, because that's the reason why in and this this goes back to there's specific terms for putting on new uniforms like this called breaking starch. Like you have to put on a brand new uniform. I'm breaking the starch. You can actually hear it crinkling as you're putting your your feet into the legs to to push down that starch as it pops out. But that fucking crease is still right there mm-hmm. and and still on top of that. Um, number two, sewing creases into the arms and legs. People sewed creases. Yes. I have also known people that would take stitch witch or even like very thin like filament like fishing line, yeah, put it in the creases and then iron it so that it would keep the crease no down. Shit, huh? Dude, fucking horrible. Okay? Um so so increases. There were specific places, typically outside Air Force bases, that would do this and offer this as a service. Wow. Okay. Um number three, gluing down the pocket flaps. I've also seen people um, remove the buttons from the pocket flaps and sew the pocket flaps down. So they have no pockets. So they have no pocket, but they have a crisp... Dude, we talked about this before. This, that's the best part about the pants, <laughs> is how much storage you have. Yeah. Where are you going to put all your rippets? Exactly. When you're at the defect, got to get them out. Yeah. Right? How are you going to do that? Um, so they would sew... And this is typically on like the, the, uh, the BDU jacket like the four pocket jacket it was designed to like it's basically it's like a battle jacket it was designed to carry stuff like under your lce because there's no body armor back in the day yeah which is why the modern uniforms all have pockets on the sleeves is because you wearing body armor armor. you can't fucking get to your pockets okay the slanted pockets but like you made to carry shit that's why the pockets are like bellowed and they like open up you sew them down they're fucking worthless right because you want to just look better what are you gonna put in there your your id yeah nothing Fucking nothing like in there. Like an idiot. Um, another thing, um, number four, was did you ever see anybody put weights in the cuffs of their BDU pants to hang over the top of their boots? No. Okay. This was like you would find, I know, and I know you came in right as the, the BDUs were going out, but you would find this a lot with like um, instructors and drill sergeants, they would have this, like, they sold weights at the, um, 
clothing and sales. Mm-hmm. They were like these th- really like they were like three or four inches like tall, yeah. these black leather like like circles, and you would you would uh, put them on your leg, and then put your pants on, and then blouse your boots, and then the weight would drop inside the blouse, and it would hang over your boots, and it looked like they would like float as you were walking. It was the dumbest thing ever. Why? But it was to prevent you get the bunch up on the bottom of your pants when you bloused your your boots. I had a I knew a dude who had like Velcro straps. Yeah. Because you know how you had, you had the like this elastic is, straps, yes. and that's how a lot of people blouse them. But he would have like Velcro straps that are probably about like two inches thick. Yep. Yeah. And he'd fold his pants. The old peg leg. Yep. He'd fold his pants in his boots. Strap it tight, and then, the, and then put put his boots on. Yeah. So again, going against the functionality of the uniform because the pants themselves came with fucking strings yeah. that you were supposed to tie. I always use the strings. <laughs> That's the purpose yeah. of the pant. Yeah. So because I, I <laughs> listen, I was cheap. I couldn't afford the twenty five cents for the elastic uh, the elastic straps. Oh, I, that's all. I, I would use those because we had it. So again. This is what fucking sucks sometimes. In an airborne unit, you had to wear jump boots, and you had to blouse your Class A pants. Mm-hmm. So you had to have those because yeah. you can't tuck it in. You, you'd have to blouse it so they're always around. But I used the fucking strings on my BDU pants over the that's top. What they're there for. Like, that's what they're there for. But these are some of the things, right? And then the final one, the most fucked up thing ever is when you were wearing BDUs, did you ever have the opportunity to roll your sleeves in the BDUs? No. Okay, yeah. No, because it's a combat uniform. You're supposed to have your sleeves down. However, the Navy and the Marine Corps roll their sleeves quite a bit, and they roll their sleeves like normal people. They just roll them. Yeah. The, 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 I don't even know what you would call it, the pattern or the way that you were, like, you had to, the regulation For on Army how to Air roll Force? it. Yeah. yeah, the cuffed roll. Yeah. Where you Not have, even worth it. I'll just sweat. Well, yeah, and it cuts, because it's so fucking tight, and it cuts off the circulation, because you have to... Basically, turn your sleeve inside out, mm-hmm. roll it, and then fold the cuff down over yeah. the top of it so you can't have any of the white exposed and have the buttons. Like, But that's not what it's designed for. So Joe would have the sleeves cut off and then sew the and then sew. It's going to be a hot day. looks like I'm wearing a short sleeve uniform today. And then sew <laughs> the cuff in place for uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that BDU. But what... what uh, what really got my my fucking blood boiling when I was remembering these kinds of things? Well, one is just like you said, you had to have field and 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 dress and like field and garrison uniforms, yeah, right? Yeah, so dumb. And the army issued us. Did you get BDUs issued when you went to basic? Yeah. Winter weight and summer weight. Mm-hmm. No one ever fucking wore the winter weight. No. Because they sucked. No, because we were in the south. <laughs> yeah. You have to wear the ripstop summer weight, right? So yeah. you would end up having to buy more sets of the summer weight because you always wore the summer weight because they dried faster mm-hmm. and they were fucking more comfortable. So you end up with all these uniforms that you can't wear, but then you have to take these field uniforms and it, it was just a pain, right? Yeah. Okay. But number well, number two that really irritated me when I was thinking about this is the fact that all these things were against what the uniform said to do on the instructions inside the uniform because everything in the military has instructions yeah. it says do not starch these do not iron but then it was completely accepted by everyone in authority this is what you fucking have to do I think that just goes to show that um, back in the day when these things were put in place it really was a man's army because they saw instructions and they're like nope fucking Fuck that, don't dude. need instructions I'm out and then just made their own rules. I'm out. But then, so then again, it was adopted now with like the newer uniforms where you don't, you can't, it's like physically impossible to iron the OCPs and the fucking. Yeah, just, yeah. You just can't. It's like pajamas. So this, so when the, when the Air Force switched to the Digi Tigers, they. It was um, such a sad day in Air Force history. Oh, bro. It was, it was miserable. We're like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it was dumb. Anyway, we, um, they switched. And it was specifically forbidden for you to, like, starch them. And you were not supposed to iron them. It was, like, a wash-and-wear uniform. It was, like, a big thing. Um, I went to the NCO Academy. There were 
groups of people, including the instructors and the commandants and all that stuff, that disregarded all those regulations and thoughts and, and just had that shit highly starched and highly polished. And I remember... It just looks so dumb. It does. And I remember I had to go up against... So Air Force schools are really... like They're fucking weird, man. You're in like these classrooms and that's that's considered your like your classrooms like your flight mm-hmm. and it's like 15 people and they specifically put 15 people from all different jobs in the air force together and then like that's your like family and there's like I don't know, like eight or ten of them in every like school like nco schools and yeah. stuff and they vote on who they want to be like the the, the represent the the family or flight for like the commandant's award and shit like all that stuff so i got voted to go do this and i had to go i was like don't vote me because it means you have to do a fucking board (laughs) you have to it's miserable and so like i went against all these people that had all these fucking like shined suede shit and like fucking pressed uniforms and it's like well i'm not gonna win because these assholes all look fucking like toy soldiers and they're going against what you're supposed to fucking do but you're gonna vote for them like it's fucking uh, crazy you should have said this (laughs) This should have been your big speech yeah, should, should <laughs> on, been, the, on the board. Should have been my moment. Like <laughs> You're sitting down at attention, and then you just, you know what, fuck it. And then you stand up, it. you stand up, you start walking around. It would have been my moment. It like, would have been your moment. My O-Captain, my Captain moment. Yeah, like, you probably would have to redo that school. Yeah. But, I mean, been a great story to tell. <laughs> yeah, well, I got out afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. But this, this, is, this just c- c- continues to show that the military can fuck up simple instructions about don't iron. Yeah. Like, it's, no, just, yeah. it's just basic, man. It's just fucking crazy like that. I like seeing how salty you still are after all these years. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but do I think they should go back to that? Absolutely, because I want everyone else to fucking suffer. That's right. Mm-hmm. BDUs, guys. Listen, Na- Natick Army Lab. <laughs> I know what you're doing down there, making shit uniforms. Back to the BDUs. Let's go to... Let's go to mail call. Do it. Send it. So this one is from our friend Chucko. Love that guy. Good guy. Good guy. Oh, shit. Anonymous was checked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it just uh, says Chucko. <laughs> His address is... Uh, oh. <laughs> so he, he lives on Main Street in Pittsburgh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, being stationed at Fort Drum during the winter in itself is a miserable experience. Fact. The only thing you have to look forward to is Christmas block leave so you can escape the frozen tundra. And he's from Pittsburgh, so he's <laughs> <laughs> So, if, yeah, if you've never been to Fort Drum, this guy's from Pittsburgh, and he's saying he wants to escape the frozen tundra of Fort Drum. That's all you need to know. So, in 1998, I hear that was a great year. Mm-hmm. There was excitement in the negative 10 degree Fahrenheit air because block leave started in just a few days. Then the big green dick, otherwise known as the big green weenie, of the army inserted itself deep into the men of the 431st Infantry on December 18th by canceling block leave because Saddam, porn stas Hussein, decided to infringe on the Kuwait border. We were rapidly issued DCUs, unknown shots, and stuck our asses on any type of aircraft that was headed towards the Middle East. Okay, most of 20 of us who got sent as Advon could settle for the fact that we were deploying to possibly kick some Iraqi ass, which is what you sign up for, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In typical Army fashion, the mission was FUBAR. Fucked up beyond all recognition. Our aircraft had to land in Ramstein, Germany, in the winter. We only had hot weather issued equipment. <laughs> so as we froze our asses off in a hangar eating our shitty ass Jimmy Deans, we still clung to the thought of laying some smack down on the Iraqi military. Now we had to load onto another aircraft, which was C-130, to finish the last leg of the trip. So we are in the air and the crew chief informs us that due to the current situation of us flying high enough that Iraq AA uh, couldn't touch us, we will need to do a combat dive into Kuwait airspace. We can touch on what a combat dive is <laughs> in a little bit. So, uh, no sooner than he got done telling us this tidbit of information, the C-130 takes a nosedive. A 
I honestly felt the wings were going to rip off this bird. The whole fucking plane is shaking and rattling. Then it quickly levels out and we land. As we came to a stop, you could hear the aircraft popping and creaking. As it is adjusting the now scorching 80 degree, te 80 degree Fahrenheit temps of Kuwait. We offloaded into a staging area while our lieutenant went to find out what was going on. After about an hour, our lieutenant returned and told us not to get too comfortable because we were leaving in two days. Okay, so it is what it is. No big deal. We made a presence and the operation is over. In two days, we loaded up on another aircraft and began the bullshit shuffle from one aircraft to the next over the next three days because getting us home was nowhere as important as sending us to Kuwait. Needless to say, we eventually made it back to Drum, thinking we will be allowed to finally go on leave. But no. The big green dick wanted to stay in a little longer and decided that we must remain on alert just in case they needed to redeploy us again. The only good part about it was the 20 of us who made it to Kuwait were awarded the Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal, so at least we got a reach around in the process, <laughs> unlike the other guys who deployed but never made it to the Middle East. Wow. It's a good story. I mean, not at the time. No. It's great now. Yeah. 20-something years later. Yeah, I'd actually gotten there uh, just after all this happened. Oh, did you? And my roommate was one of the guys. That, one of the 20? Yeah, but he was even, like, a, he was behind the 20. He, like, got there for, like, four hours. And they were like, all right, load back up, we're leaving. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, like, it was the big war story. The big war story. But again, we were there, and then we weren't. This is how fucked up the military is. They're like, move these people. Yeah. Now move them again. Yeah, it's so knee-jerk reactionary that it's it's unreal that it's still a functioning entity yeah i man, i think uh i've talked about this a lot with a bunch of my buddies because i think that if the if the u.s military were a like like a publicly traded like fortune 500 company we would have been bankrupt years ago yep and the ceos and coos would all be in jail Oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's no way that you can run this and <laughs> just like run, run it, into it the, the ground way you are. Like, I'm gonna retire. And, yeah. Well, uh, see you guys later. See you guys later. Now I'm gonna go work. For I still a, want you to call uh, me general. Yeah. I'm gonna, now I'm gonna go work for uh, this company that does the same thing, but I'm now I'm a Mister. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Mister General. Yeah. So, have you ever taken a um, a nosedive, combat mm -hmm. dive? Mm-hmm. How would you explain it? A roller coaster that you're pretty sure is going to crash right into the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've never, I've never done the combat dive, but I did the combat takeoff, which is the exact same thing, except in reverse. Yep. So I didn't. One of the missions I went on, we were basically like we weren't convoy security in this mission we were basically rolling stock we were driving up vehicles to drop them at a base and we were getting flown back to where we were from so first first ever you know time taken off in a combat zone and uh so no warning no we no nothing whatsoever we fucking just shoot up circles and shit like that and i didn't know they were going to drop flares <laughs> Scared the piss out of you? Yeah. 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 I've, I've had that happen Holy on fuck. a helo before. Yeah. Like a, a little, just, hey guys. Little hey guys. Heads up. Here comes some flares. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, here we go. So basically, what uh, my Steam co host is describing is the combat tactics for intra theater airlift. So the C 130 is a four propped plane that's designed to carry troops and cargo inside of a combat zone mm -hmm. and a combat landing and a combat takeoff are designed to get the aircraft on the ground as fast as possible with the limited amount of time possible inside of anti-aircraft artillery range so it goes from fucking 20,000 feet to on the ground in like seconds because it circles it's right so down nuts, yeah. and dives down and then takes off and does the exact same, same thing. thing. It is fucking insane. And then they throw flares out at certain altitudes because they want to try to distract any uh, missiles that might be trying to lock on to mm -hmm. them. It's it's a fucking crazy ass uh, experience for it's sure. A, it's a it's a weird experience. Uh, first of all, thank thank you Chucko again for sending that story. That was a very colorful way to to tell a story and it was very beautifully done. So we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, but yeah, man, that just goes to show just the dysfunction that is the army, which is so weird, uh, because so many employers. <laughs> I might fuck over some veterans right now that are trying to get jobs, and I apologize. But so many employers, they look for the veteran status because they're like, oh, this guy's squared away, or this girl's squared away. Tried and true. Yeah, exactly. Proven. Yeah. And then you hear stories about how it's actually run, and it's like, is it? Mm-hmm. It, it, Are it, they squared away? Yeah. And you got to, just like you said, man, you're issued desert uniforms, right? Then you're not issued desert jackets. Yeah. Or or any jackets on the packing Yeah, list. it gets cold in the desert at night. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, we have to send these guys through fucking Germany to get there, right? Like, maybe we just give them wool blankets for the fucking trip over. Some wobbies. No, the wobby they would have had. This was a prime time wobby experience. They probably did. So this was... It was probably in the underbelly of the plane. Yeah, which is actually... So this is interesting fact factoid about this time in the army this was just as the assault pack was coming into existence so prior to this the assault pack didn't exist for like the common troop yeah it was like a ranger regiment thing and like special operations so the first assault packs were designed to clip on top of the alice pack yep and they're they're like square bricks and like the only thing you could fucking fit in it was a whoopie and one mre <laughs> Um, so I'm sure that these guys did have their whoobies, but that's just not enough. And fucking the winter in Germany. It's cold. Yeah. And, of course, the Air Force was like, we don't want these guys running around our base. Let's throw them in that hangar and then <laughs> shove fucking probably frozen Jimmy Dean sandwiches fucking uh, in there. That's true. <laughs> and was he talking about, like, the Jimmy Dean sandwiches or Jimmy Dean? Because uh, there was meals that, yeah. like... Like little kits. I wouldn't That's even call means. them meals. They, well, they were sandwiches. They were made by Jimmy Dean. They were kits. Yeah, so... And it had like a loaf of... It had like a, a sub roll with like a piece of cheese and like a meat. Yeah. Some of them had like cans of like stew or something like... Yeah, we had like... Our Jimmy Deans, the ones I remember, had just like snacks and shit like that, like a drink. And then the main part was something that's... Equivalent to cat food. Yeah, uh, that's the like the ham loaf, like the deviled ham and stuff. That yeah, it was like spread. in a can or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. We had like some of them actually had like sandwiches, but they were like like shelf stable sub rolls. But yeah. they're like they were only like fucking four inches long. Yeah, and it would have one well, slice I mean, of cheese or turkey. That's long enough. Well, right. not for a fucking sandwich, bud. I'm talking about a hoagie. I'm talking about a hero Listen, grinder. I want the twelve size inches about or the nothing. Um, yeah, that's true. It's about it's about <laughs> the meat you're packing on the sandwich. I guess. Like it, uh, no, it's about the size. Yeah, okay. It's about the size. All right. So, yeah, but they're always fucking frozen. So you take a bite, you go through the bread, and then it hits like icicles on the fucking ham or the turkey or whatever. Like, <laughs> the first time we were issued any type of Jimmy Dean type of thing, I was like, this is pretty fucking sweet. This is living. Yeah, because it's like, oh, not MREs. And then the second time, it's like, okay, where's my MRE? Can I please have an MRE? <laughs> yeah. Please have an MRE. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man. Episode 11 down, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I love thanks it. for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Not Bobby. I'm talking to the listeners. Yeah, who cares? Bobby had no choice. Thank you to Big Dick Nick and Wilco Media. Couldn't do it without him. We could not. Um, we could. It would be really shitty. Yeah, and if you if you watched last week's episode on YouTube, which you should do, and also you know subscribe and like mm-hmm. to the Wilco Media page. You saw an incredible montage in the beginning of the episode. That was all Big Dig Nick. Correct. Video genius, some say. Most people, actually. Most people. Yeah. Anyone I talk to. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Um, big news for next week's episode? Yeah. Spill it. We got a guest. We have our first guest. First one ever. Very excited. Yep. We are and very excited. Uh, Who is it? It is a good friend of ours. Yep. Mikey Matros. What does he do? He's the director, founder, and uh, president of the Heroes Cup Foundation. Well, what is the Heroes Cup, Bobby? The Heroes Cup Foundation is an organization that puts on the world's largest police, military, EMS, and fire hockey tournament. Mm. With every single penny going to the individual charities that the teams choose when they play for them. Yes. 
Uh, Mike is a great dude, and from the very first inaugural tournament of the Heroes Cup, mm -hmm. it was run flawlessly. This dude, this dude's the real deal. I'm very excited to have him on. I'm very excited to talk to him. And uh, yep, I'm I'm glad he was able to carve out a little bit of time. Busy guy. Busy schedule. Not only does he run the Heroes Cup. He's also a uh, firefighter. Yep. He also owns a business that helps protect firefighters mm -hmm. against cancer. Yep. Uh, he's a, a dad and a husband and just an all-around awesome dude. Um, so because he's a goalie too. He well, he's a he's a has a sieve, but uh, I, I mean, I've scored. If on I'm him. scoring on him, <laughs> it's okay. Like I score on everybody. But the good reason for having Mr. Matros on is because. There could be some big news coming for the Behind the Boots podcast could be. in the near future. But you'll have to uh, tune in next week to find that out. Um, so if you want to write in a story like Chucko, if you have any suggestions for us, you can visit the website at wilcomediapro.com slash btbpodcast. That's where you can submit all your shit. And uh, that's it, man. We're down. Episode 11 is done. So we Dunzo. will see you guys next week. Dunzo. You think he's a good goalie? No, I just want to say that. <laughs>